Planet Down Radio is coming to you live from the Hawaiian Islands, coming from the perspective of complete freedom, coming from wisdom outside the system, and then some. This is the mouthpiece of the natural earth forgotten. At this point in time, humanity's been kept from the truth, so Planet Down Radio offers the coordinates to a path out. You're searching for something whole Cause what you see real life You're watching this world unfold The truth beneath the lies Rekindling what's been stole The need to free one's mind Uncover the truth exposed So people see the light Let's chat it down so we can know It's simple, we just break it down a little bit So we can process all Make the switch to elevate yourself to conscious mode And it's beneficial so we can get this kind of road And get the future Generators wanna stop the whole thing But the message still is ready, we can start a post Taking in the simulator and getting lots of numbers Waking up the possibility to try to stop hypnosis Welcome, welcome to Chanted Down Radio Where we deprogram from the deep program And be a free nomad with a deep romance And a free homeland where the people advance Let me see a show of hands, defeat the whole plan It'll be full blast, make the evil ones scram Welcome to Chant Down Radio. This is episode 188. You're here with me, Loomis, the host of the show. ChantItDownRadio.com is the website. Today's episode, I'm titling Worldview Change. And uh, thanks. I got a lot of new listeners, and uh, I appreciate you coming through. Uh, some of you may have come in through the back door, which is my YouTube channel, Truth Filled Trajectory, which I don't work on a whole lot, but uh, welcome to Chan It Down Radio. You found yourself here, so maybe you're meant to be here. So, welcome. Uh, this is sort of a filler episode in between guests, and I felt like I've done a work of week, a week, a week of work. Yeah, that's what it does to me. It scrambles my brain, right? So, um, I kind of have a topic on my mind, and sometimes I just want to get it out. And so, uh, one thing about Chan It Down is that you listening to this newest episode doesn't mean it's the best episode or you know that it this this current episode you can go years back in the archives and you can listen to things that are still relevant to today because most of the episodes i make are not about current events they're about things that matter in this whole journey of exploring the truth and 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 a, a lot of things that come with it so there's never really an old episode on this show i mean okay the last couple of years i've had to cover the current events with this whole uh, COVID situation and all, but everything else has actually been um, stuff that doesn't matter how far back you go. Just enjoy that too. So anyway, um, this is sort of an off-the-cuff episode today, uh, but the topic's been on my mind lately. Just kind of want to get it out, and you're here with me coming down this uh, journey. And so... Um, Welcome. I think we've established from the very beginning of this podcast that the world is a crazy place. I mean, you don't even, you don't have to listen to this to figure that out. I mean, you could just about be anybody and say, yeah, the world's a crazy place. But um, if, if we're to just go, hmm, what is the, what is the biggest problem here? What is the crux of our problem here? And of course, a lot of people with um, less focused in ideas about the truth will come up with many different answers on that. But I think when you start to realize the picture that we're in, is it really these elites or is it more so the people who obey them, 
who's the bigger problem? And I think you know the answer, but us who speak the truth are presented with the hardest task, and it's to get people to change their worldview. Yeah, so here's a quote here. Um, he is no longer himself, but has become an automaton who has ceased to be guided by his will. And that's Gustav Laban, and that comes from the book The Crowd. And that's what he's talking about. Once you become in the crowd, you're no longer yourself, but you become an automaton, and you cease to becoming a person of your own thinking and your own independence, but you join a, a bigger mass. Kind of like, was it um, GoBots or uh, I forget what it was when I was growing up in the 80s. There were these, these machines that linked together to become this bigger entity. Well, that's a good analogy of the crowd. I don't think it was GoBots. Why can't I think of it? But anyway, uh, oh yeah, okay, I can't think of it. But that's, that's what happens when you join a crowd. You become less independent. And you don't even know what team you're batting for. And that's the problem. And I don't mean to make it sound like we're all, we're all on teams, but when you really look at it, you're either with the crowd and stuck in groupthink, or you've become an independent thinker who has decided not to be part of working for evil controlling psychopaths and growing away from the ways of the system and becoming your own human being. So that's pretty much it. So, so many people are supporting things they don't even want, but they think that it's normal because everyone else is doing it, so why not, right? So people think normal, organized society is innocent, but they don't even understand what they're propagating. They think of it as, well, this is what we're programmed to do. This is what we've been, they don't even say programmed to do, but they think, you know, this is what you do on planet Earth. And of course, all the institutions of society that have been, they, they, that have been hijacked and taken over by global elites are, uh, you know, obvious things. But at the top is the dark occult. And, and for the masses to actually realize that they're judges, politicians, favorite celebrities, and what appear to be regular pillars of, and great people of society, when, when the masses actually would, if they would realize that these people go to dark things like rituals and do varying degrees of sacrifice, pedophilia, human trafficking, and even might wear robes and mess around with dark magic depending on what level of hierarchy. If they actually knew this, they would pull out of their entire support of the system itself and they would probably go on the hunt for them, honestly. But that's just more, that's the more hidden aspect and that's hard for anyone who's never done any research at all to swallow. And that's not where we're going today. And of course, we've gone there in past episodes. But just to say that is, um, you know, the the if people actually knew. But yeah, we, we won't go there because that's not where people are even close to being at. But besides the hijacking of normal organized society... People don't understand what they, they are actually supporting. They, 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 they're, they're actually batting for the wrong team, so to speak. You know, and a good example is today's current pandemic, or I like to be calling it lately the planned demonic. 
you know, people that are are so adamant on you getting jabbed are batting for Pfizer and Moderna. They they're batting for big money. They're 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 batting for big pharma. They're batting for the team for experimentation of the human race. They're batting for cover-ups of medical malpractice and cor- corruption to extreme levels. They're batting for evil eugenicists and transhumanists and they're literally cheering them on. And they're actually willing to argue and fight anyone, possibly to the death, who opposes the ideals that have come to them through the media and the experts, in quotes, which they consider unwavering truth. And you must believe this. And it's, it's craziness, madness. But they, they, need, they need to just say and realize they might as well just say the truth. They, may, they might as well say something like, I'm standing up for evil. I want everyone to take an experimental shot. I want big money and big pharma to rule the world. Yeah. That's basically what they should be saying. That is what they're saying without knowing they're saying it. And and the funny thing is, the funny thing is, is the hypocritical thing is the people who are cheering this on the most are the so-called liberals who are at least in origin against big money and big money, uh, uh, big and fascism and against all these, you know, what they think are the, it, uh, you know, the worst things in society. And most people have no idea that they are batting for mad scientists and lying media. They're batting for the wrong team. I mean, you know, think about all these, these progress, progressive liberals who think that the rich capitalists are causing our biggest problems. And that's, that's all that's in the way, and if we just got that out of the way, we'd have this just utopia of, of, of a world to live in. And and then then they they go to say go trust the media or trust the science, and both are huge provable lying organizations run by liars and they're criminals and and psychopaths. And all, both are huge edifices of power and money that are actually destroying society. And they and they they say to trust large entities like that, you know, or the trust large entities like the universities and the school system that were invented by the Rockefellers, the very people that are causing fascism and uh, you know big money. Yeah, yeah, trust them. Go ahead and trust them. They're batting for the wrong team. And and if if you're new to my show and some some of these ideals I'm putting forth here, I'm not. On any political side here, um, I call them out all out. I call everyone out because all of us are born into a backwards, confused world, and all of us get off on the wrong start. So I've never been a, a, a part of any uh, political side. So this is not what it's about. But today's culprits seem to be coming from that side of politics at the moment more than the other side. But they're all fooled, you know. Um, but anyway, everyone who's not fully aware is batting for the wrong team. They're batting for the wrong team. And similarly are those that want war with another country. They're siding with their government because it's supposed to be a representative of their people to go kill innocent civilians who are just, just like them in a country that they know nothing about. And, and if your government is on the side of the United Nations and the Western countries, most likely it is a big lie to carry out some tar- type of 
you know, totalitarianism and foreign policy somewhere and get and and get the people cheering and batting for you. You know, that's what you are supporting. So not and not usually genuine threats to your your life or your country. You know, everyone's batting for the wrong team. You know, and so so often in these heist movies, you know, we, we are rooting for the bad guys. Right. So so you're often like, you know, watching. I don't know, Ocean's Eleven, or um, I don't really like those movies that much. But just I can't think of a better heist movie. Um, but you're 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 rooting for the bad guys, and and why that is is because we can all relate that it's hard to make it in this world, and they've made it so hard to make a living in the world. It seems like a good answer if you could pull that off, you know. But um, and and to be honest, though. You're actually better off rooting for those kind of people uh, than supporting organized society these days because we are working for the bad guys. But see, the bad guys have figured out how to employ good people, and that's the problem here. It's always been the problem. They, they have people convinced that they are on the good side you know, and that they are doing the right thing. But see, that's how it's always been because we've never had a, a, a power uh, transfer uh, away from the people who have always ruled societies and possibly even the same exact bloodlines that have always ruled societies. I mean, royalty and bloodlines of kings and queens who plagued society for as long as we can see have created this society. You know, people who think they have the divine right to rule, the divine right of kings have created our civilization. Occult orders and secret societies and nefarious governments have paved our civilization and rule on top of it today. They never left. Criminals with high IQs have, have crafted our civilization. That you know, and a civilization created by decent people has never happened in Earth's known history. I mean, can you think of one? I mean, small villages, yeah, okay. Well, we'll go go with that, all right? But notice in those small villages, you don't have anything, you know happening like on the global scale so you know or if it did if there was a civilization or you know crafted by decent people it eventually was overtaken by these dark rulers so you know that's that's what's happened and it's it's all about the realization of the large scheme of the world and we know this we've said this it's been said so the key here is to get people to see what they are supporting and why they need to stop and that's damn near impossible and this is the crux of this great work that needs to be done on this planet it's the hardest work on the planet changing someone's worldview i mean imagine a baseball player ready to hit the ball the ball he's you know he's up at you know on home plate he's ready to and 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 they're about to pitch the ball, and you say, hey, buddy, you're batting for the wrong team. You need to switch to defense. Go, go to the other team. Uh, you know, the, you're, you're, you're totally on the wrong team. Do you think he's going to go, oh, oh, really? Okay, here, I'm going to put my bat down. Um, I'm going to go out in the outfield, and uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, play for the other team. You're going to get a go fuck yourself is what you're going to get. You're not going to get a nice reply. And I'm not here to give you um, today, I'm just going to say this, I'm not here to give you any radical new information on how to change one's worldview. 
we're just going to take a look at what worldview changing is and ultimately if the right work is done it will lead to a consciousness change on planet earth and that's what we actually need it, it's kind of funny i mean um you know i've been in this for a long time talking about these things and it's kind of funny us us truth speakers want everyone to see how duped they are in in hopes that we can wake everyone up and overturn the table of control and it's what we want yeah but from the outside someone who's not really focusing on this but maybe slightly convinced you know i get this is what you get even more than the deniers that are just total believers in the system you get this sort of like lukewarm in between people and um they they that maybe convinced a little bit but they would say well why would why would I want to wake up every day and see that the world is fucked? You know, and that and yeah, that's not a very attractive appeal. I mean, come come join us and be part of a dark apocalyptic future. We'll we'll wake up every day and dwell in this dark place, this closing in on us and this control system and just dwell and dwell and dwell and dwell. Of course that's not very attractive, you know? But and we have to also face this too. Worldview changing is not going to be for everyone. We have to face it. It's the truth. Most people don't want to face reality because they're comfortable being in their little place. So some will not change. Actually, quite a few. Most will go to the grave unchanged. And that's because many just go with the crowd. And the crowd is that which they have pretty much pledged allegiance to because they think that it's good in its normal life. And they think that it's innocent. Uh, I think I'm like many people who got into this information. and I didn't set out one day and say, I want to be a conspiracy theorist when I grow up. You know, the, this information, it came to me. I, it, and, and when it comes to you, it unravels the very fabric of the system you thought was real. It, it unravels it and it changes your position on the planet, you know. It leaves you vulnerable, but then it brings you things from outside the system, things outside the firewall of the system that breaks the mold of it all. And, and it also allows you to believe in miracles and a much bigger and greater world. So in the end result, that's what should come about. And I'll talk a little bit about that later. Um, a much more interesting world, you know. So for some, this is a beautiful journey and not gloom and doom. And if you get into this information right, you sort of graduate from always wallowing in the mire, you know, wallowing in the, in the gloom and doom, so to speak, you know. Um, and, and, and some people don't, you know. Some people don't graduate from that, and that's where they stay. There is a useful position there, but I think for the health of the individual – you have to kind of graduate from that. But we'll talk about that later. But you should, you know, you should, so you know there's there's more to life than the system or we're all fucked, right? You have to kind of graduate from some of that. And I can't say that every day is a pleasure if you look at world events, but I'd much rather be awake than asleep. And it's it, And now it's really mattering more than ever Ignorance is not bliss because if you're becoming ignorant, you're eventually going to, well, you know, have – in one way, you might have taken the poison. But 
ignorance is not list, but but really the way up is down in this world. It's true. I mean, real enlightenment is really realizing our position and taking it into a larger picture and not ignoring the negative. You know, um, what a you know what a so recently um, in the last two years, I know of a girl. Um, in Australia, who was a, a, a yoga master, right? And um, I'm friends with her a little bit. And uh, yeah, I mean, and that's what I mean by a little bit, because she would not look at this, this negative. She would not, you know, even go there because that's kind of, oh, that's going to bring her down. And she's just trying to be in bliss, right? Well, things changed. COVID happened. No longer is yoga her occupation. Yoga, her studio had to close. And so this brought her down a whole rabbit hole of events that got her into a real depressed state. And now it's hitting her and she cannot stay on that level because she has to embrace the whole thing. She knows this is bullshit. She knows that it is but and 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 now she's coming around a bit but that's the thing is that you know the real enlightenment does not come from doing these kind of practices it's healthy to do maybe yoga or whatever practice that may help you um elevate your certain levels of yourself but real enlightenment is really realizing this position that we are in and including it in the larger picture because not wallowing in it, but including it. And hopefully she comes around more. But see, you know, it, and it doesn't help that you have this controlled media, this completely um, censored and controlled media and these fucking fact checkers that have, have uh, been around since basically everybody started digging up the truth and they got to like basically cover it up. That's what a fact – they weren't even around before like – basically like um, about 2016 or so, you know? So it's when people started calling things out, they had to have these people come in. But this is what they write about conspiracy theorists, all right? A conspiracy theory tames the great chaos around us, which is the likely explanation of these implausible ideas. It's easier to blame imagined, the imagined secret machinations of Influential people or institutions serving selfish and dark agendas that admitting life can be a cruel beast. Additionally, scholars say the conspiracy zealots are distinguished by lower levels of analytic thinking and education, and they tend to inflate the possibility of co-occurring events. They are also more narcissistic. All right, so that's what they say, right? Okay, except that it's not lower levels of analytic thinking. It's actually higher than normal levels. Fuck the scholars. They've been trained and indoctrinated by the system, the one run by psychopaths. They've been groomed by the same school system that was what was created by these people. And they're, they're batting for the wrong team. So we've looked at what authorities are telling us. us we, truth seekers are looking at what authorities are telling us is the truth and said, Wait a minute, that doesn't all add up. And then we investigate to see if it's true or not. 
So we do double the thinking of someone who just takes everything at face value. We actually question and we see if it's true or not. And if it's true, okay, we'll lay it down. But if it's not, then we got some work to do. And remember the term conspiracy theorists came from the CIA as a dirty word for those that are questioning the official narrative and that started with JFK because these big events make people question. And it's just fine to question because that's part of human life. That's part of you that got shut down by the school system, tentacle of the system, way back when you were little, when you used to ask questions and they didn't allow you to go in those directions. So, um, but, but really what it does, this questioning, this truth-seeking, these, these, they had to label as conspiracy theorists, is it threatens their worldview. They feel threatened by what the reality of those things might mean to the world as they know it. People actually feel that way. And even things like UFOs and aliens do this, especially to intellectuals, you know. And especially if you question human origins and, and Darwinism, which we'll get into on a show later this year. Okay, but, um, you know, when you get into those these these fringe topics, it, 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 it it's, uh, it's hard for you know, it's, it threatens the, the walls they put up. And notice how it says it's easier to blame it on the imagined secret machinations of influential people. And that's truth mixed with lies, you know, and they have to do that to make it sound convincing enough. Yes, you can't scapegoat everything into one basket and say it. everything is pretty much is them, right? But then, when they own everything, a good example would look at look at how many things are owned by Vanguard and BlackRock. I mean, just about everything. So when they own everything, then it's pretty spot on to blame it on the secret machinations of idealists that say it in their own words. They actually say it in their own words what they want that they want to control, and especially when they own your perception through the media. So it's actually pretty logical to go and. Uh, blame it on secret machinations of influential people, right? So, yeah, life can be a cruel beast, but most people are not nefarious. Most people are good people, just misled. But there are dark forces misleading them, and they are very nefarious, and actually, they are very cruel. But, okay, so enough on that. But just, just that's my rebuttal to that, that stupid statement that, that has no place in reality. So let's go back to, to how do you change one's worldview? And when you think about it, it often takes a life-changing event. Um, I think that the last two years have shown people a glimpse inside of what us kooky, can crazy, crazy conspiracy people have been screaming from the rooftops about for years, you know, and that's done way more than any of us veteran true speakers could even dream of. And so world events do wake people up, and it, it is a, a, a for sure thing. So it's almost like them going on with what they're trying to do in the world, as bad as and damaging as it is, has just only doubled that population. Um, I mean, you have a whole generation of people who woke up from 9-11, which in turn really formed the truther community beyond a few random people who are talking about the truth before here and there and wrote books and stuff. Um, so it was good. 
you know so so world events seem to be one of the best if not the best thing for waking people up because more and more people start to go hmm this doesn't all add up now let me go see what else they're not saying and eventually you know they do exactly what the fact checkers say they don't want you to do you know trauma is a is a world changer you know a, a, a real life-changing situation can make you see the world in a new light maybe you you get in a car wreck and you see your life flash before your eyes and stuff and that can be good for certain people in certain circumstances but what we really want is to is people to change their priorities the and the best thing is when your worldview changes you toward the truth what else is a worldview changer i would say psychedelics are a worldview changer and i remember once before um i was uh you know this is when i was like early 20s and or maybe it was 19 i was like 19 yeah uh, i remember once before taking lsd my friend said hey once we take this we'll never be exactly the same again and it's so true when you take psychedelics whatever experience you get with it becomes part of you good bad and in between it becomes you and it can be great and it can also be terrifying but it's a worldview changer and especially for consciousness. And it's a great way to tear down a person and push reset, push the reset button on someone. It's ego dissolving. And that is the biggest benefit of psychedelics is that in fact it tears down those, those fibers that keep us so uh, fixed. And I think it's best for anyone who has never imagined anything outside their reality. This is where it comes in the best. Um, the, the great thing about psychedelics is that it brings your attention to details that were already there, but you never noticed. Um, I can tell you a story about I was living in a place um, about the same time period I'm, I was just talking about with the LSD. Actually, I think it was the same LSD, just another trip. Yeah, it was. Um, but so uh, I had, they were redoing the, the wood floors. Okay, so um, we had to take all the stuff out of the living room and they redid, they resanded the wood floors. They took the, the gloss off of them or whatever you call that. The, they took the top um, layer off. And, um, and so uh, anyway, that night, me and a friend took some LSD, and we look, we we uh, saw on all the wood floor all these faces and patterns, and we saw like, you know, things from skulls to uh, Bill Cosby playing a saxophone and uh, like butterflies and unique geometric patterns that were in the wood on the floor but honestly they were there so you didn't have to take lsd to see them it's just that it took that lsd for you to notice that they were there and so the next day i mean this was so obvious it was such a big deal i mean we just spent hours just like looking at a painting on the floors 
And so I wrote, uh, um, I wrote a note to the people and so, so they'd find it the next day. I said, do you see the faces on the floor? And, uh, so the next day, I, you know, cause I was up all night. So I slept in and <clears throat> saw these workers the next day. And the guy goes, so was it good acid? <laughs> and it, yeah, it was definitely, but it showed us the patterns that were already there. And, you know, you couldn't unsee these things. So they're there. It's just that it took that experience. So that's where psychedelics are good. I'm not a big LSD promoter. This was good LSD. But due, due to the man-made chemicals and, and trusting of an unknown chemist, I have my um, fears on taking LSD. Um, but um, it has, you know, for worldview changing is um, good for psychedelics are definitely good for the worldview changing of certain people. Definitely, uh, worldview changing comes also comes down to how much ego someone has, how unchangeable they are in their beliefs. And these people need to take psychedelics the most. These people, and not just a little bit, they, but the big trip. They need to go full on. I mean, some people I meet are um, very. Uh, some people I meet are very intuitive and sensitive enough that they almost really don't need it at all. And that's why I say some psychedelics are not for everybody because that might just put someone over the top. So, um, but the big chip is for those that are stuck in that, stuck in that ego and unchangeable in their beliefs. And so, yeah, there's also the collapse of the firewall around us we have keeping regular life at bay and that does need to come down. But in, in, in real reality, I mean, in without psychedelics, the, the reality of regular life can only stretch for so long. In my opinion, eventually the flood walls will cave in. In fact, I'm surprised it's gone on this same trajectory for this long, even in some cases when I think about it. But so worldview changing is 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 freaking hard. It's usually not a f always a fun thing, you know. And to be s sympathetic toward people, worldview changing is often very uncomfortable, and it takes years to sort it out. Yeah, you you may not know where to categorize things for years and where to put them. You know, you may have to suspend certain things in the air until you find out if they're true or not. And, and that's, that's okay. And th that's when people like us that have uh, a more complete balanced knowledge of this need to take someone on like a project that is going through these processes. We need to help people to know where to put things. And that's why that's, I'm really happy with the uh, amount of different truth podcasts that there are out there. I mean, I, I don't like all of them, but um, those that are putting out and the truth and are helping people with this journey, I'm really stoked on. You know, we need to help people to know where to put things. And then there's the seeds take time to grow scenario. So we've all maybe some of us have been through this where seeds of truth were planted in people's brains. They may have not taken it in fully or 
you know, at least on the surface, they didn't act like they even heard you. But sometimes, and sometimes after you've given up on these people, years later they come around and start to see some of the light. And and that's awesome. And I kind of love that because I, I've seen that work in my own life. But damn, what took you so long? That's what I want to say, you know? But um, I understand. It's just that there's no way we're going to get out of this anytime soon if we're going to wait on everyone to wake up at that pace, you know, and that, I mean, is so that's the problem with that scenario. Otherwise, if we had all the time in the world, fine, you know, everybody has their own starting points, but yeah, and this scenario is not so good. Your worldview is how you interpret reality on the subconscious level. And that's hard, that's hard work. But it's, it's who you think you are. And, and maybe the biggest problem is we tend to adopt the worldview of our larger culture and, you know, we think we're that. And I heard I, – and so I, I get it, it um, a lot when I, when I see that we're up against battling an entire culture of people that believe something. I, I see – that that's the crowd again, and and that's the, the that's the crux of our problem right there is the crowd, and that the crowd has been manipulated to believing things that are not true. Yeah, so I overheard these college girls talking with their these these girls look like this. They they had they had these fake eyelashes. They look like dolls. They had the, that girl doll girl look that that's now in style with their fat emphasize fat lips and the you know long fake eyelashes and and they were they were looking at their phones at images of the hippie era i guess and 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 you know i wasn't looking at their phones but i was you know hearing what they were saying and it's funny when people look at other time periods and saying how they wouldn't be like that you know these girls were talking about how ugly the hippie girls looked in the 60s and i felt like saying if that was the brand new style today and everyone you know is doing it, would you resist it? And do you think for yourselves? I probably would want to ask him, right? And of course they, they don't because they are following the exact look that a lot of women are going for today. And so, but just to say that, that you know, if they were alive in those hippie days and that was the influential thing in their life, they would have not be wearing those lashes and the and that lipstick. They would have probably been wearing no makeup and just being, you know, that way instead. I'm not saying that the hippies had it right totally at all. There were some good qualities, but like, you know, um they're <laughs> you know, look what happened to them, you know. But um yeah, it's just funny how people think that. Or when people say, say, I'd never be a Nazi if I was alive then in Germany. I'd never be a Nazi. Oh, or, and I would want to say, well, are you an outside thinker? Do you believe in your media and your government? Yeah. Then you'd be a Nazi. See, it's just that people don't think that way, but they, 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 then they realize that hopefully they really don't realize, but that they're part of the crowd. The crowd has always been wrong. And today's larger culture has been shaped and molded by these culture creators with such sophistication who have managed to put a screen everywhere that reinforces the illusion of 
of uh, your the culture created worldview they have. So, you know, and we we as people naturally are constantly looking for things to confirm the existing worldview. We look for confirmation bias. So wherever we go. So that's why it's so hard. People want to belong to society and that's actually a tribal thing. That's, you know, you don't want to be ostracized from your tribe kind of feeling. And it's deeply embedded with us. Unfortunately, that's one of the weaknesses of human civilization. It wouldn't matter if you were in a, in a tribe living in nature so much, most likely. Unless they're like trying to get you to eat a human cannibalism and you don't want to and you realize it's wrong but you know that just depends on what tribe and you know we, we talk about a lot of tribes on this show that are are really awesome that have been through history but anyway um what piqued my interest was the mystery of conspiracies you know um not the gloom and doom and for example if this is not true then what's the truth and I, I felt like there was something else going on, but I couldn't place it kind of feeling, you know? And once I was given a very thorough uh, coordinates by a guy I met back in 1999, it, it, all, it all made sense, right? And look, I was lucky to have that. But there's that intrigue where you start re-exploring the world again. Questioning and curiosity. Questioning and curiosity is the way. This is the best way. This is the way that I think is the best. Because the world turns into a place of wonder. Kind of like when you were a kid. You're exploring it. You're re-exploring it. Except there's a there's that feeling of betrayal. But once you really, you know, for me it was easier because I never really had faith in the system. I always knew the cops were corrupt. I always knew the system sucked from way back before I was awake. So I didn't really have investments in 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 this reality as much as some people do. So uh, it depends on the level of, of trust and investment in the system that you have, how, how what level of, of betrayal you're going to feel. But um, people like the mystery and the intrigue, and that's what brings me into it is the curiosity to explore everything that we've not been told. Some of my biggest listens are in the Beyond Earth series shows uh, that I have here on series on mini series on this this show be about you know extraterrestrials and and uh, ancient civilization. I mean, many people like the idea of a bigger world and the mystery of of the ancient days and you know is there et life and but and 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 uh and it's and it is interesting you know and and we try to find the truth out of all the the different strands of information that are some bullshit you know um but it, it's it's all connected to the picture you know and it's but that curiosity has um always drawn me in and i think it's curiosity that is is probably one of the best ways to change worldviews and maybe that's a problem too is the world is not very curious right now you know they've been shown a, a reality and it's being reinforced by these screens that everybody's looking at but once you've changed into this worldview there is stages and i'd say there's about four stages number one 
you want to tell everyone right now, and that's and that's what a lot of people would call the bullhorning stage. You know, you just want to get out there to a crowd and be and be like, "You've been told lies," and and that's still part of the great work. And that's actually the most important part is, to, of course, to change society's view on this, to so we can, you know, um, get out of the clutches of these elites. But number two stage is you go through a lot of information, a lot of rearranging and changing, and you, you, it's it's a process. It takes a while. And number three stage, and it probably comes in exactly the same time as number two. In fact, they're probably just one stage, but I just put it as a third stage, is you go paranoid. And here's some newbie things to recognize. You know, this is my advice to anyone who has had their worldview changed. And even in the last 10 years, I still notice this. And it's kind of something people need to quit focusing on, actually. It's bother- it bothers me. Um, and please don't think I'm trying to put my ego in here by saying this stuff, you know. Uh, I've been an observer for a long time. I too went through these stages and maybe just because I've been with this information longer than, you know, some people that maybe I've been able to get through it, but who knows, you know, everybody has their own, uh, starting points in different places to work from, but people get fanatical and paranoid and everyone's an insider and a shill or, or going or arguing with other true speakers about what is correct, even though you're still new and and learning, you know? And I see this a lot with not just this, but a good example is I see this with people who move to Hawaii. So you get people that move from the mainland United States out here to Hawaii, and they they, they take on... They don't know anything at first, right? And then they take on this Hawaiian culture a bit. They take on these ideas, and then they get into this entitlement attitude. And they're really outsiders. But they come here, and they act like they fucking own the place. And they don't. But they come here, and they think they know everything. And they, you should see, you should hear how they treat New insiders that come in, like, you know, they're correcting how they pronounce the words, but then they don't even pronounce the words right, you know, that kind of entitlement thinking. So anyway, um, I'm sorry, my mind does go here and there, but I'm trying to bring a point to this, this everyone's an insider and a shill thing, you know, and I'm not an InfoWars fan, but Alex Jones has stood the test of time. So has David Icke. David Icke definitely has. Michael Tessarian, Jordan Maxwell, uh, G. Edward, Edward Griffin. Um, these people have stood the test of time, you know, and, or even Graham Hancock or even Eric Von Daniken or, you know, people that have brought concepts out, these kind of pioneer type people. Um, and if these people are truly shills, wouldn't we have some real proof by now? You know, where's the real proof? Just because they're big names doesn't mean they are shills, you know, and how these people got big. These are old timers who put in their work way before most people today who are, are screaming shill this and that were even born. You know, they established their, their name a long time ago. They jumped in before there were 100,000 conspiracy theorists out there. 
and they actually got, um, you know, a following and their following got bigger and bigger, you know, it's, and, and so this, I feel the same way about that as I do about underground hip hop. When I started doing hip hop in the early nineties, um, there was not many people doing it and it was a special thing. But then as you got later on, everybody's a rapper and everybody's going to tell you how it is. And that's about the time when I decided I either wanted to really take this on full or just quit because I'm sick of all these people in it for the trend kind of thing, you know? So not saying that these there's people that are in this conspiracy th thinking for a trend. It's a little bit different. But just to say, it's kind of a similar thing too. It's just that the crazy thing is, is some of these people who woke up uh, that – these people, um, these big people, uh, woke these people who are calling them shills up. And, and, and so really we have to judge these people by their fruits. Yes, I believe in controlled opposition, but I think it's much more in the mainstream rather than the French um, oftentimes. Uh, like, for example, QAnon. QAnon was definitely controlled opposition. And there, it, you know, it's, there's good and bad things about this, to be honest. Like, okay, this is the bad thing. And this is, it's pretty obvious. I knew they, when this came out, I was like, they're taking the real conspiracy world and they're bringing it a little bit more mainstream so the right-wingers can see it. They, they were giving it to them so they could see it. And, uh, but what did that do? What it did is it made it so people that are not into this information can just, with one full swipe, just write it off as a right-wing um, conspiracy thing. And then the rest of everything that had no side to it, the real information, got lumped in that same category. And so you can just you know throw the whole baby out with the bathwater. And that's, that's what I say is the bad thing that happened. But you have to also look at there was some benefits from it. And that's why I don't like to um, be in this like division thing because I believe it actually woke a lot of people up that wouldn't know otherwise. And now they see these things. And I'm, a, I, you know, we're yet to see the, we're yet to see the fruits of whether they're being guided along kind of like the Pied Piper by, other uh, uh, controlled opposition, you know, we're yet to see, but, but anyway, but that, that's just to say that, you know, there is controlled opposition, but it's, it, you know, we're, um, it usually shows its side and you usually can kind of pick it up as it comes along. It usually doesn't stick around too long without you being able to see it. So, and if it's in the fringe, it's in the, you know, the smaller, more underground kind of things, they're usually people that come out of nowhere with no start from amateur to expert. And they're just these people that just appear, and that's the people you may want to question. I mean, I know some people don't want to come out to their real good. I get that. But if you follow my trajectory even, and I'm just a small you know, part of this tiny part really, um, is that, you know, uh, you can tell that, um, when I came in, even though I've been talking about this for years before I started Chant It Down, uh, it, um, uh, you can see that I've gotten more articulate, uh, articulate about speaking it as I go along. Well, that's the same, same thing. You know, I've, I've uh, been allowed to show, show my vulnerability out there and, 
um, a lot of these controlled opposition people that enter the this movement, I believe, are people that are just start. They come out of nowhere, and then they just all of a sudden are are leading something. And you have to be suspicious. But anyway, the who can you know? Judge them by the fruits, and don't follow anyone, but just take the information and investigate yourself, just like you did with the mainstream stuff. The third stage of, of this this conspiracy realm is where a lot of people stay these days, and and it and with it comes a lot of ego. Um, the world you change into a true speaker is not a perfect one because the truth community is not a perfect one. It's not. We are like spectators looking over the fence at a construction site. I always use this, this analogy, but we see parts of what they are building. Or, or we look through that little observation window, but we can't see the whole building. We can just see the little parts. That's us, you know. And the most important beginning part of this whole worldview change is, and, and really is, uh, we need to just remember, is the awareness of how the world works so you're not duped. You, understanding how it's, it really works and, you know, understanding what I call the system tentacles. Not arguing about the shape of the earth that none of us have ever been high enough to even see, you know. And, you know, so it, it's, it's about understanding the, how the world works and not getting duped. So you can go into the world seeing a more full, uh, holistic look at everything. Yeah, so if your worldview is not rooted in truth, when you are being led down a path that is not genuine, you you don't want to be there. You want to... You um, this is a process that is called apothesis, okay? So Mark Passio brings this up a lot. And it's, apothesis is, it's about basically, it's apophatic inquiry, it, and it comes from the word apothesis, is it's about what we need to stop doing rather than what we need to do. In other words, if we take out the things that are poisoning our worldview, then we advance on. And we take out the things that are not serving us. And that's apophatic inquiry. That's its apothesis. You, you remove what is, you know, causing your worldview to, uh, you know, not be the full view, in other words. And you, <clears throat> you want to change your worldview aligned with truth so you can expand your consciousness to seek to seek the realness in this world. Set you on a journey of understanding the planet we live on and start shedding the layers of false worlds that we ascribe to. And that's the journey. That's the process. And it's equal. It's, it's a personal journey. Um, it, and I'm still doing it. Waking up is an inside job. That's what it is. I'm still doing it. I'm learning. Never stop growing and learning. Just when you think you have it all worked out to a T, there's still more to learn. So then finally you get to the fourth stage in this conspiracy, truth, whatever you want to call it, lack of better words. And that's the consciousness change. And planet Earth needs a consciousness change. So you go spiritual. You went from realizing everything you knew was wrong to finding truth accepting it and now getting a clear view so you can have a personal 
relationship with the Great Spirit and walk on this um, synchronistic path on the outside of the system with one foot in, helping people along you uh, along the way, along your journey. That's it. That's it right there. You go spiritual. You went from realizing everything you knew was wrong, finding truth, accepting it, and now getting a clear view. And then because you had the lack of what you had the lack because of believing bad worldviews, you're now going to expand and get a more positive, good worldview by going spiritual. Not religion, but a spiritual. Worldview change is just here for those that break off from the crowd. So it seems that there are a, a, a few different ways that change people's worldview, and then there are just those people that will never break off from the crowd. You know, it's, it's for those that are not afraid to face reality. Eventually, those people are going to have to face reality, whether it's on deathbed or after death or um, some later period in their life, you know, but they're going to have to face the reality. So, you know, you might as well just get it out of the way early and just go on a really positive journey. So, you know, but yeah, there, there's, there are different ways that change people's worldview. You got the world events. I said that, um, and those seem to be really powerful and good as long as somebody goes through the stages correctly and doesn't, I don't know, just, um, stop learning and growing. Uh, and then, and then the planting of seeds, I mean, that's shown, uh, in people's brains. That's great. That's, that's, uh, just a slow process. And then the psychedelics too. Psychedelics are a big worldview changer. Psychedelics definitely can bring you toward the truth or at least deconstruct your, the mind that helps you to see the truth, but you're not going to instantly take psychedelics and know the truth. You're going to have to um, have that with truth incorporated because there's many people that take psychedelics and never even see this picture. You know, I don't even think Terrence McKenna fully saw the picture that we're talking about here, but it's okay though. You just, you just uh, take the good from what he said and bring it into your larger picture. Trauma is a worldview changer, um, and but you know again it has to lead you toward the truth, and that's pretty awful. Trauma, but for some people that's what it can take. But again, my favorite is curiosity, uh, and that's 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 what I that's the approach that I want to do is make the world ask more questions, get them curious again, and that's why. That's what I, I try the most is, you know, it's like you just it, – once you start going down a rabbit hole, it's because you're curious. It's because you're like, wow, well, wait a minute. Now, this isn't right, so I better find out what's right. And wow, you mean that – are these people really talking the truth? We got to figure this out. And it just leads you down the path and that's – you know, that's always how it's been for me. It was never like – I'm going to go swim in the gloom and doom and I'm going to go and just be depressed. And it's like, that's what they want you to think on the outside. And one more thing, another thing that is also a lie out there. And that is that people are unchangeable and that, that people cannot wake up. And 
That's not true. And I know I've, I've kind of even been saying that through this, that some people are just not going to. It is true, but it doesn't mean that people do not have the ability to wake up. They do. They do have that ability. It's, it's, it's a lie put out there that, that, that they cannot and that humans cannot um, advance out of this. So worldview changing is uh, serious stuff, but it's pretty awesome. And um, at the same time, it's hard to live with too. But that's what I have to say about that today on this show. I have uh, quite a few different guests coming on pretty soon. And um, again, Channet Down Radio this year is going to be more networking and you're going to hear different voices on this show and still mine here and there doing things like this, unloading, unloading you, uh, to you, um, different things I've been thinking about here and there. And I hope this was an enjoyable experience for you. Uh, I'm here just to merely report on what I know from this journey. I hope you enjoy it. Please help support the show. Spread the word. Subscribe. Do reviews on podcast sites. It helps this show. This show only grows through listeners. I am not a good promoter. I try very little. I'm a one-man show. So that's where you as listeners can come in and help me out. I appreciate that. And I... um. Uh, and if, like I mentioned at the beginning of this show, I have a YouTube channel, Truth Filled Trajectory, and that uh, is the back door inside Channet Down, and you can do, go through that too. But um, I will be probably uploading a video pretty soon on there about the recent UFO sighting that I had. And uh, yeah, um, that's pretty much what's going on with Channet Down Radio. I always encourage everybody to do their own work. Don't just listen to me. I'm just one person rambling really, but I have my, um, you know, my time I put into this. And so hopefully it helps you. I only want people to grow and learn on this show and hopefully it's an enjoyable experience. Yeah. So, uh, that's pretty much it. Be a warrior, not a warrior. Much love you guys. Champion.